Do you know what were the last seven words Jesus spoke from the cross? If you don't, grab your Bible and listen to this episode where we reflect on each one of them. We unpack references to the Old Testament, Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53. Gustavo shares an interesting theory on St. Dismas. And we not so secretly hope Jonathan Rumi can play Jesus on the big screen at some point. All this and more after the intro. And welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, a show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo and Walter. And today we are going to talk about the seven last words. But before we start, um, please consider subscribing to our YouTube uh, channel, uh, rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts if you haven't, and sharing um, podcasts or episodes that you have liked with your friends and family. We really appreciate your support. Um, you probably heard the last few episodes we haven't had a uh, sponsor. So if you want to uh, contribute to the podcast so that we can sound better and look better now that we're trying to make video podcasts. I don't think there's enough money in the world to make us look better, dude. I mean, a haircut <laughs> can do wonders for you. Uh, <laughs> but if you go to direct.me forward slash Barbatos, you will find a um, we have a donation uh, link where you can, um, you know, if you like our work, we give it all for free of charge. But if you would like to um, help us out buy better equipment so we can create a, a product that's slightly better, uh, so Gustavo can take courses on editing video like like a champ. <laughs> he does a great job. It has been yeah. an adjustment, hasn't it? It has been, yeah. I. I started opening my eyes when I edit, so that helped a little bit. I was closing my eyes, and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, it's been it's been interesting because we've been obviously we migrated to this more interview style podcast, and um, that sometimes not works. today, obviously, not today. Yes, obviously, uh, it's not like we have somebody waiting in the in the green room. So sorry to disappoint you, but right off the bat, it's just the two of us right now. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the interview style has its plus and minuses, right? I mean, for me, a big plus is the fact that we get to talk to really interesting people, get other perspectives on the faith and learn uh, um, even even more than we have, right? So, but but with yeah. that, sometimes everybody doesn't have like the strongest internet connection or mm -hmm. it, it cuts out. So if you've been following, we've been trying, you know, experimenting with YouTube a little bit more, but um yeah, I mean, it has it has its, its ups and downs. Uh, the last episode that we did, um, Keith's face was like static for about two minutes because <laughs> right. for some reason the uh, the video feed just didn't transfer. But you know what? I mean, we, we take as it take it as it comes, obviously, and 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 we try to put a good product out there. And and yeah, it's been an adjustment, but it's also a lot of fun. You know, I'm I'm I don't know about you, but I'm definitely enjoying the whole process and obviously learning a lot about it and definitely a lot farther than I thought we would be like uh, a year and change in. So very grateful uh, to God for that. Yeah. I mean, um, just a little bit of housekeeping before we uh, get into the topic that we're talking about today. Uh, we are on what, like the fifth week of Lent by the time that yes. this comes out. And mm -hmm. the AC is like blowing my my set 
right now. It's fantastic. <laughs> live television. What are you going to do? It's not there live. There you go. Just kidding. Um, Somewhat. Um, what was I going to say? I, I completely lost my train of thought. The fifth week of in Lent. So in Lent, yeah. So we're we're almost there. Um, but a few other things that have happened in the time that the you probably have seen in our Instagram feed. I uh, became a U.S. citizen on uh, March 25th. Thanks be to God. It was mm-hmm. our lady had a great hand of that. Uh, funny story. I applied for citizenship on February 11th. Our Lady of Lords. I became a citizen yeah. on the uh, Annunciation. So make of it what you there, want, dude. but I don't know. Mama Mary is uh, keeping me, uh, you know, under her mantle. Let's just say that. There uh, you go. What else has happened? We've been to the fish fry a few a few times. Fish fry has been good. I've I've been missing um, stations. We've been doing them here at home. But I haven't been able to, for one reason or another, we had guests one night and they couldn't stick around and we had some other thing, but I've been, I got to make the last one, which is next Friday. So, or this Friday. Yeah, the, the, mm-hmm. the religious education families at St. John of Arc, we've been doing stations at 3.30 in the afternoon on mm-hmm. Fridays. Because 7 p.m. is too late for most of the families that have yeah. small children. That's, so yeah, that has been so. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. But otherwise, it's been been a great Lent. Um, we've been working our way through Born, Born of Fire. Fire. Yeah, we're reading Born of Fire. Yeah, so right here. check it out uh, if you haven't. It's a really good companion to your to your Lenten journey there. Um, Shout out to the CFRs and all the work that they do. And the 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 prompts for prayer before the blessed sacrament Mm -hmm. for the fourth Friday of Lent, where Jesus weeps. Mm -hmm. That's strong stuff. That's pretty good. Yeah, I need to spend more time with that. Anyway, speaking of. the Via Crucis and the Stations of the Cross and whatnot. The, the episode that we thought that we would put out this week, it's somewhat related to to the Passion. Not somewhat. It is directly related to the Passion. Um, and it is something that um, I hadn't given it a lot of thought because usually when you think about Lent, you're thinking about... Uh, you're praying stations, or you are uh, reading the uh, the Gospels where they relive the the Passion narrative and whatnot. But um, in one episode that we were recording with uh, Deacon Peter Ariema, which is coming out next week, so stay tuned. Um, he was talking about the the seven words, the last seven words of Jesus from the cross, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I didn't know the order of them, so that obviously made me want to learn the order of them and memorize them, obviously, because that's how my brain works. And uh, I was sharing with Gustavo this meme of Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, putting all of the, the sources together of uh, um, how 
fascinated I was with the fact that we have a tradition in the church where you can put together these seven last words based on the synoptics in John's gospel. So grab your Bible uh, and buckle buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> um, anything so you want to add before we start? Yeah, I wanted to get your uh, background on this. Did you guys grow up uh, um, doing the seven last words during Lent? No. You know, it's no? The, I feel like in Mexico, it was like, very rosary heavy devotion mm -hmm. for any feast day or yeah. or any commemoration of anything so during good friday it was the recitation of the rosary and that was it if we didn't go to church and you have to remember that in mexico holy week and uh, and easter week are official vacation it's like the spring break Mm -hmm. for for school for the school system so we would usually be with family somewhere spending our, our vacation so we didn't necessarily spend um holy week at church oh until okay I, got until it i was an adult that was like the first time that i experienced like a like an actual holy thursday like the watching of feet and all of the mm -hmm, things that mm -hmm. go with like going to mass or going to church during holy week so yeah i didn't grow up with it i think you and i talked about it how like pasqua juvenilia was like a thing that you guys did right yeah mm -hmm. and that's where i was first introduced to it not in the way that we do it here in, in at saint joan or some other ways that we'll bring up now but um but yeah i mean for me since i grew up in the youth group world first like just as an attendee and then as like a quasi youth minister right um we we spent that was like you're right school holiday always lined up with holy week which is i think awesome you know i think that's something that was lost especially here in the u.s um i don't know if they did it because of the tradition of okay so you guys have that rest week because it's Holy Week, so you can dedicate it. I'd like to think that that was the reason why it kind of like coincided. But the fact that for us it did, it, it, it we we always did the Pascua Juvenil in um in, in the stations, the life stations of the cross, and then the seven the seven last words, um, adoration, and like yes, on on the vigil it was like a big party, and. We always did the, the vigil mass. So we didn't necessarily go to Sunday mass in East, in on Easter because then that's the day since we already like fulfilled our obligation, we would go and my dad would take everybody to the park and we would have a big carne asada and that was amazing. That's the way to do it. Yeah. But yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, talk about being culturally Catholic that your yeah. spring break falls on on holy week and easter week but other than that that, that was kind of where it stopped you know like oh mm -hmm. vacation that's this is the two weeks where we go to cancun for vacation <laughs> like wait a minute yeah i might have gone to the beach on holy week but that's that's neither here nor there uh what well let's just many moons ago right uh, 
many months ago. <laughs> and now it's like, it's, I think uh, if, when when we started talking about like taking Good Friday off and Easter Monday, like on purpose to like make it a statement. Mm-hmm. If it's like we are Catholic and I'm not going to, I'm going to burn a day of PTO to exactly. not work on Good Friday. And, and now mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of tours budgeted, and that's what's going to happen this week. I don't think I'm taking mm-hmm. Easter Monday, but um, but at least Good Friday. Um, yeah, yeah, so for sure. That the sense a message somehow. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. The last seven uh, the seven last words from the cross. Um, the first one comes from Luke. The Gospel of, uh, according to Luke, uh, chapter 23, 34, um, just to give 33 as a context, uh, when they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him and the criminals there, one on his right, the other on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They divided his garments by casting lots. Um, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And um, there are like some cross-reference things, and this is where like the meme comes into play that uh, that I was telling Gustavo. Yeah, the um, connecting all the dots and all the references, kind of like a weird. Uh, what, what do you call that? Like a conspiracy theorist do? Like yeah, you know, like all these things and. Well, it's like it's. I have a, a a study Bible that I, I I'll admit that I almost never open to read. That's that's on me. But I used mm-hmm. it today, <laughs> and um, and there's a lot of, of reference to it. So one of the ones that um, that was interesting is uh, there is like a direct correlation to Psalm 22 and all the mm-hmm. accounts of the crucifixion. And uh, you you already know this, but uh, on Psalm 2219 it reads they divide my garments among them for my clothing they cast lots so mm-hmm. you see this psalm of david uh, being recited almost verbatim by jesus from the cross um mm-hmm. and there's also like so he was yeah go ahead yeah so he was he was praying essentially right and when we get to one of the other words it's it's even more the because that gets some people out of yeah it, it it throws some people off and we'll we'll touch on it when we come but to it but yeah it's a it's a pretty incredible um prophecy you know that that it happened almost like you said word for word not not because jesus yeah. was um obviously jesus was um uh, Jewish, you know, and 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 a very active one at that. So he knew yeah. scripture upside and down, right? He was he knew it by heart, basically. So he was I mean, reciting God. So yes, I mean that has <laughs> a little that. bit, maybe a lot to do with it. But but no, in terms of like the Jewish culture, that they were very. I mean, all the kids that went to Torah and you know and 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 had their their upbringing, everybody knew this. Mm-hmm. So everybody that heard him, 
they knew what he was referencing. You know what I mean? Right. They so it wasn't like, was oh, they about. think yeah. exactly. So it's sometimes it's like foreign to us because, like you said, we're not as in tune with scripture sometimes. So if we right. knew the Bible verses like Protestants, maybe, right? Then maybe it would be like, ah, I get it. I get it more, you know, instead of just or Jewish making our own scholars. interpretation or Jewish, exactly, Jewish scholars. So, but yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the Psalm 22 has like a lot, a lot. You can read the whole of, of Psalm 22 and find a lot. Also the um, uh, Isaiah 53, I don't know if you're going to touch uh -huh. on it, but it, the, the suffering servant, you know, right. and, and, and it has like a ton of it, a ton of it that's just like almost word for word as well. Yeah, I didn't put it in the notes. I saw that you sent it to me, but I, I mm -hmm. have to be honest with you. I like I, I skimmed through it and I didn't yeah. take it in. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> You're good. That's, um, so, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. This is a cross-reference to Matthew 5.44, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus is saying, um, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute mm -hmm. you. So... Um, and then Stephen, uh, when it's about to be martyred on Acts 760, says something very similar, praying to mm -hmm. God for his um, executioners, basically. So yeah. uh, started uh, uh, with prayer and uh, let's move on to the second uh, last word. Um, this also comes from Luke. 2343, um, it reads, then he, and, and this is uh, referencing to, to St. Dismas, the, one of the thieves that was crucified uh, with Jesus, said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Um, that to me, like the the, the story of Saint Dismas, well, number one, the fact that we have a name for this the the thief that was hung on at the same time, mm -hmm. of, yeah, as Jesus is, uh, that's pretty cool. You told me something about Dave, uh, Jonathan Rumi, and and the thief. yeah. I think that's the first time he played Jesus. They did like a short film and they called it uh, The Good Thief, I think it is. Okay. And I think that was with the the, the creator of The Chosen. With Dallas. Dallas Jenkins. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's the first project that they did, kind of like a little short. Mm. Um, I haven't seen it, but he, he references it in an interview that I saw with him in, in on with Scott Hahn. Dr. Scott Hahn, please. Doctor, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> excuse moi yes ma, dr scott han respeto que le costó trabajo. <laughs> so um so yeah i mean um it's he was the pretty much the only one that referred to jesus in a positive way let's say it like that yeah everybody was cheering you know? at him and he was yeah. the one that called him blameless blameless right mm -hmm. And he was yep. just, he was not even asking to get to paradise. He was just, Jesus, remember me when you're coming to your mm -hmm. kingdom. Um, and just imagine like being with him 
in yeah. paradise. I I sometimes like come back to that and I'm like, so is Saint Dismas like the first saint? Or is he like I don't know. I don't Canonized know. Canonized saint? No, I don't. It's, I mean Well, mean, no, but you know, it's like he's kind of like the first one who asked, like, dude, you and me, right? We're gonna party afterward. <laughs> and Jesus the is like after party. Dude, you know, you know it. You and I are gonna blow it up. Maybe. That is an interesting <laughs> interpretation. I'll 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 take it. I'll take it. Why not? There you go. Maybe. We have young. We may have a young audience listening. I wanna. I wanna like relate to the to the kids and to the youth. Oh my goodness! They're gonna start saying that we are cringe. <laughs> trying to be cool. A mucha honra. A mucha honra. <laughs> so you can start to tell that we are dads when we start saying. Yeah, dude. Like that's already established. Okay, the third one. All right. <laughs> okay, switch your Bibles to John 19, 26 to 27. Um, it says, When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, this is obviously in reference to John, uh, taking Mary to live with him. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, behold your mother. It's also the title of a really good book on Mary by Venerable Bishop Fulton Sheen, which mm -hmm. if you haven't read it, just get it. It's fantastic. Um, Deanna was one of the first books that she gave me when we were dating, and then I had like, uh -huh. like I didn't have a real devotion to to Mary, yeah, back then. Um, but just like reading about her and all of these things, because the only experience that I had was like Our Lady of Guadalupe, and how like you know in Mexico mm -hmm. can be kind of like, um, superstitiousy, um, mm -hmm. but like knowing that he gave us his own mother to be our mother. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this is the reason why I have this guy over here. I don't know if you can see it. So, yeah, um, I, I was showing my tattoo have a immaculate heart of Mary on my forearm. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the know. other thing that we, that's the other thing we used to um, uh, zero in on when we were at youth group. Because we wanted uh -huh. to make sure that that the kids were forming that relationship with Mary, and right. the fact that John was on the younger side of the apostles, you know, mm -hmm. and he didn't leave, he didn't say that to Peter for obvious reasons, but he said it to John, and John was there, there but... at the foot of the cross, and he was, um correlating it to being the youngest one. So Jesus entrusted his mother to the youth, essentially. That's kind of what we mm. had framed it like back then. And and I got to tell you, you know, kids, yeah, kids really took to that. And they were, um, they were very uh, moved by hearing that. Because as a kid, you have no identity. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you're it's one of those. Your, you're still, still forming like, your personality, your your figuring character. It out. Exactly. So the fact that we told them that it was like you are in charge of taking care of Mary. She is your mother, and it'd be like okay, a, a kind of like a light would switch. That'd be pretty pretty amazing to see it. Yeah, nice. Let's move on to the fourth one. Um, this is. I think the only one that uh, it uh, correlates in in two of the synoptics, um, we can read either Matthew twenty seven forty six or Mark fifteen thirty four. They're both very similar. It's just like the spelling on one word. Let's just read Mark fifteen thirty four, and at three o'clock. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. um, again, Psalm 22, 2 reads, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why so far from my call for help, from my cries of anguish? Um, and I think this is um, this is one of the uh, accounts of the passion that gets read uh, on Holy Thursday, with like where the priest reads the words of Jesus. There's a narrator, and then the the congregation reads the parts of the of the people, mm -hmm. um, which is always very very chilling when you have to read crucify him yeah um, as the as the as, as the the people as the people uh-huh um yeah so this is the the one that i was alluding to in in our last point uh previous point that psalm 22 this is how it starts my god my god why have you forsaken me so again for people of that time, they knew exactly what what was happening. Mm -hmm. Because if you read through the entirety of Psalm 22, it starts like this, but then it elevates it to victory, essentially. So I'm just going to read the, the, the last little part of Psalm 22, uh, but I encourage everybody okay. that's listening to go and, 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 and read the whole thing um, and, and find those, those similarities and correlations, you know, because it is a prefigurement, it is a prophecy, that is just like too too obvious to ignore. So Psalm Psalm twenty two ends. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive, posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to people yet unborn, he has done it. So. You see how it starts in despair, but it ends in victory. And that's just beautiful. You know, so that's what he was alluding to. I've heard, I don't know if it was like Bishop Barron or Father Mike in his Bible in a year, mm -hmm. saying something to the effect that that's what Jesus was saying. He wasn't saying, why did you abandon me, God? You know, because God doesn't abandon. And especially not right. his only son. But that's what he was saying to. to the people alluding to and again if 
pay attention to the to the following episode with Deacon Peter because he gets into very specifics of how hard it was not only to speak but to breathe. To breathe. Yeah. You know, and to speak you got to you got to take in air and the fact that he was again praying for his his executioners essentially. You know, he was asking for mercy for them because they didn't know what they were doing. You know, so these seven words is not nothing. It's not a small thing for the right. circumstance where he was and how he was suffering and how his lungs were reacting, how he had to get up, all these details that you'll get. And I don't want to spoil it too much spoil because it, yeah. it's it's so good. But but it's it's pretty incredible just to see it with that perspective and hear it with that perspective. And they have I, I found about I found out about this. Uh, today, actually, the uh, did you know about the Trey Ray? No, it was the first time that uh, that I have heard about it. But it's explained for everyone that is listening. So, very briefly, because again, I I don't know a lot about it. But like I like I told you, when we were growing up, we did have this the the celebration of the seven words, um, mm -hmm. and and it was like I think it was like after the litur liturgy of the word, um, and. And, on Good and Friday, on Good Friday, yeah, but it didn't. It just lasted like I don't know, thirty minutes or something like that, because we literally just right. like said the seven words, and then we were done. We meditated on them, right? It's not like we were just like running through them. But right. this this treore is is a it's a liturgical service that is held on Good Friday mm -hmm. from noon until three o'clock to commemorate the Passion of Christ. Mm -hmm. So it especially re hanging from the cross. Exactly. So it refers to those three hours, and it includes a series of homilies. They they recite the last seven words spoken by Christ and hymns and stuff like that. So there's a there's a video of Word on Fire on on YouTube. Trey Oray, if you want to look for it, and we'll 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 make sure that you guys get to it. Yeah. But I think it's a pretty amazing uh, practice to have, uh, especially for that Good Friday. You know, because Good Friday, typically we want to really live it like that and and spend three hours it's no it's no it's very little that we can yeah. give up you know because we do a lot of nonsense in three hours bishop baron says we're always busy you know we're always like going from one place to another you're gonna be here for a while and this is the reason why and i love that i love that he he gives it that weight and that importance because yes good friday if you can, if you're able, try to try to take the day off and 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 live it more reverently because that's when that's when our Lord and Savior died for us, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if if you had this with like your 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 grandparents growing up in Mexico, but I do remember that it was like the television, the radio; they were both unplugged. I think some families would even have like a black cloth on mm. top of those things in in um, like a mournful kind of oh, somber yeah. atmosphere, like dressing in black and having the mantillas uh, all day long and things like that in commemorance of of the Passion uh, of Good Friday, um, which is you know a couple generations later we have lost. 
the ability mm-hmm. to like sacrifice and and be potential. Um, totally. Yeah. Unfortunately, so it's, let, let's just bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we move on to the fifth? Yes. All right. The fifth one is uh, John nineteen twenty eight. Um, just to give a little bit more context. After this, aware that everything was now finished, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, "I thirst." Um, and then uh, in Matthew twenty eight twenty seven forty eight, Mark fifteen thirty six. There's a there's it is alluded to, it's not said. Mm-hmm. There's there's no record of Jesus saying I thirst, but um, it says that immediately one of them ran to get a sponge. He soaked it in wine, and putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. Um, and and uh, there's like two points that I want to make here, and I think you've heard. Uh, we talk about this with we talked about this with Deacon Peter and and when we were recording the episode of the next week again teasing it, but this is uh, the the proverbial fourth cup that Doctor Scott Hahn talks about on uh, on his book um, that well that's that that saying that Jesus says that he will not drink of the vine until. My goodness, it's escaping me. You know the thing. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, until but it's he accomplishes, me too. until he accomplishes his work. Yes. I hope That's... I'm not butchering it too much. <laughs> There's probably someone that is yelling at their computer exactly. or phone right now, saying the actual quote. <laughs> um, so the fourth cup that is, is I thirst. Uh, and then Jesus drinking um, this wine on a sponge. On the uh, sponge. The, um, the second point being um, that the hyssop or the reed uh, could be a symbolic reference to the hyssop that was used to smear the blood of the Paschal lamb on the doorpost of the mm-hmm. of the Hebrews. Um, this is from uh, Exodus twelve. 22 um and obviously a clear reference to the passover um that saved the hebrews from the egyptians now we have the Paschal lamb being jesus and having that uh he said I, I i don't know um i mean that was one reference that was in my uh, study bible but i'll, I'll take it mm-hmm. what do you think of yeah it, it 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 does make sense um and and I love those love those connections, you know that it makes, uh, both with the Psalms and and again, Scripture is so awesome. And it, yes, we are very guilty for not being more in touch with the Word of God. I again, I'll put my hand up first. Um, but it's it's just it's just a treasure, you know, that you uncover every time that you read it. Um, and and I found that out doing the Bible in a year in with with father mike i gotta come clean and say i didn't finish it i got like three fourths in which is in my book still something but it it really allows you to 
like you said, like that meme, you know, the, the Charlie meme connecting the dots, like a mad scientist, you know, like doing this. It really opens up scripture uh, when, when, when you do it with somebody that's knowledgeable, because a lot of things can fly over your head, you know, and, and I guess people get like a little, you know, antsy or like a little, uh, what's the word, um, intimidated by it. But yeah, I mean, coming back to this fifth word, I thirst, um, I was listening to somebody say on a video that the seven words are kind of like breaking down um, Jesus's um, healing, um, his humanity, and his divinity. Right, so the healing is because in the first one he says, "Father, forgive them; they know not what they do." Um, and then they allude to another one saying, "Well, that the the fact that he gave us his mother, you know, to take care of us, so healing for us to to be able to go on, you know, because he wasn't going to be with us at that moment, he gave us his mother, and then the humanity of it is because I'm." Pretty sure he was parched at this point. He hadn't had anything to drink. So physically, his humanity, he was thirsty. He literally was thirsty, you know. And and when when you do the stations of the cross, uh, and again, the, the suffering servant, you know, it says, my tongue cleaves to my jaws. And also, that's, he was just like so thirsty. But right. it's, um, he was thirsty for souls. Oh, you, you know? beat me to the punch. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So he was just thirsty for souls. And and I'll leave it at that. And I'll put the ball back in your court with that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a very St. Uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, right? I think that's one of the things that the uh, mm-hmm. Sisters of Charity have. Um, the eye thirst and having that thirst for souls like like Jesus has for us. Um Mm-hmm. That just like that, the physical thirst of like the God man wanting to 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 drink something, um, but also that thirst for souls and and, and wanting mm-hmm. to to bring everybody to the fold. Yeah. Um. Yep. In uh in Saint Joseph's in Modesto, California, with uh where Deanna was living when we were dating, their adoration chapel has a huge uh, eye thirst uh, painted in behind the tabernacle or behind the monster nice. where they have exposed Jesus. So um, it was always nice to have that reminder when we would go to do our holy hour together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's have That's that beautiful. thirst for souls. Mm-hmm. Um, sixth. Uh, John 19.30, when Jesus had taken the wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. Um, and uh, this is like right after the, uh, he takes the wine, basically. Uh, and again, this is um, kind of like the, the continuation of like what Dr. Scott Hahn says about the fourth cup that mm-hmm. the, the 
basically the the last supper initiated on Thursday night and finished now with mm-hmm. the with the four cups there's like four cups that are four cups of wine that are drank at the cedar uh, did I say that right cedar yes yeah, cedar uh, mm-hmm. um so this would be the four cup that is being drank and now Jesus mm-hmm. declares that it is finished. The, the, the work of salvation is finished. Um, and and just a note on the part uh, that says, handed over the spirit. I thought that this was remarkable. It says there's kind of a double nuance of, of dying or giving up mm-hmm. your last breath or spirit and that of passing on the Holy Spirit. Um, because it, and I was thinking about this as one of those like shower moments that you're in autopilot and start thinking about the things of life. I was yeah. like, I wonder what God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit were doing at that precise moment of the crucifixion. You know, um, they were obviously mm-hmm. with Him in unity. Um, but the, this this mention of like uh, when the human body of Jesus ceases to have life, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that passing on the Holy Spirit, or or uh, I don't know. I think it was, I saw it like a very poetic, very uh moving image of like for a second not for a second in that moment it is like this is the spiritual reunion not that they were apart but in a way mm-hmm. you see what i'm trying to mm-hmm. say it's i, I, I it's get like it maybe i'm just yeah. like smoking something <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, words are know. hard yeah um Coming back to Psalm 22, you know, so it is finished. That's, that's again, how Psalm 22 ends. He has done it in a certain way. You know, he has accomplished it. This is, this is done. Um, And I really like, we were, last year, we always watched, obviously we touched on it on the podcast, that we always watch the passion of the Christ on Mm -hmm. Good Friday. And, and we're like, did he really Put all the seven words in there, and he did. He even put an extra one. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? He tells Mary, I make all things new. No, but that was when he was walking to the cross. I know, but I know, but like no on, when he's like of him correct saying that but, to Mary. But when he's like on the cross. Correct. It, like you count them all, and yes, there are They're seven. There. So okay. He gets a pass. He Good just job. needs to get us the resurrection now. Come on. When, what Jim Caviezel is not getting... I have no idea. Jim Caviezel is not getting any younger. I so. thought I saw that that is like 2024 20, or something. Hang on. Oh, man. Resurrection. Uh, oh, Jesus. Let's see. Come on, internet. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I cannot find it right now. I saw it on Instagram. We'll, there you we'll, go. We'll post the link to it. 
Yeah. Um, well, he just needs to hurry it's that coming. up. Just know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. At this yep. at this rate, he's going to cast Jonathan Rumi. Mark oh, Network. yeah. I was going to imagine that. <laughs> That'd be a fun crossover. Yep. But it was funny that uh, in one of the videos that you sent me from Jonathan Rumi, it's like, let me let me start by saying that, no, I have not met Jim Caviezel. <laughs> So people well, think that there's like a club or something of like I know. actors that have played Jesus, mm-hmm. that, which would be fun. But mm-hmm. anyway, all right, the last, <laughs> the seventh uh, of the last words, the last of the last words, um, Luke twenty three forty six, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, "Father, into your hands I commend my spirit." And when he said that. And when he said this, he breathed his last. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Um, I don't know. I think that has to be one of the most quoted sayings of Jesus, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, I think this this kind of answers like my question of like the spirit one. Oh, the Trinity how the Trinity mm-hmm. is present at the moment of the crucifixion. Because if you think about it, it was God the Father who sent his only son mm-hmm. to the world to be incarnate and to live through all of our experience as a human and then going back to the Father. So it is fitting that mm-hmm. the last thing that he says before he, he passes on is, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Um, wouldn't it have been our spirit? Because it's the same person. But anyways, we're not going to get into the discussion. We're not theologians. We're just two Semantics. lay. We're just yeah. two lay men um, yeah. trying to discuss scripture. Please don't put it in the comments if you think it should be yeah. our spirit. Yeah, we're always open to learning, you know, and and. That's true. One of the best ways of learning is being corrected right up front. So, <laughs> yeah, fraternal correction. We're very much open to. We're. It's not above us. <laughs> yep. So um, the, the other thing is that Jesus had to. He he said it to the disciples, right? He said, "If I don't go, I cannot send you the Paraclete. Essentially, yes. I can't send you the Holy Spirit. So yeah. this has to happen." Let's go, viene. Um, See, uh huh. It's gonna it in your benefit suck. That I, yeah, it's yeah. gonna suck, but this has to happen for me to be able to send the Holy Spirit to you, uh, to to carry on and to guide you. You know, um, I when you mentioned Jonathan Rumi and Jim Caviezel, I I've been using uh, Halo app, um, and they did like the Pray Forty. They I think every year they they do like a Pray Forty, mm-hmm. um, for Lent. For Lent. And they've been uh, tag teaming it. So one does a reflection one day and the other does a reflection another day. And they actually have done the reflection. The theme of this time was like the seven last words of Jesus, actually. So, you know, I haven't checked it out. I just use it for mm -hmm. praying the rosary, putting the rosary on for the kids. um, Oh, yeah. I'll have to check it out. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. And um, I do night prayer with it now and. It's good because he has a very calming voice. Um, oh yeah, Jonathan Rumi does. So it's like it really allows you to unwind and and prepare for for bed. They have a lot 
a lot of good meditations. If if you have trouble going to sleep, <laughs> they'll put you to sleep in no time like a baby. This is not a sponsored ad, but they can be a sponsor if you're anybody yeah. from Halo is listening. <laughs> we would love to. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's just but, a good resource. You know, I think it's a it great is. resource. And because we're so tied to technology, um, that that I think it's good to to put it to good to better use. Yeah. To good use, because I don't think we do anything good with it, uh, in my opinion. But but yeah, Hallow is is designed for busy people, essentially. You know, people that say, I don't have time, I don't have time. Well, you have time to listen to a podcast, you have to listen to music, you can listen to a Which we're very meditation. Thankful for you yeah. listening to our ramblings. Yeah. That hopefully appreciate it. Yeah, that hopefully you get, you grab your Bible, you made some notes, you're gonna mm-hmm. do this uh, you know, meditation on your next holy hour. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um just Let's finish Lent strong. Yeah. Try yeah, to remember if, that why you did a dry Lent and how mm-hmm. it has been one of the worst decisions that you've made this year. <laughs> Talking about myself. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and, 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 and seek it out. You know, I mean, find out if they have a, a celebration of the seven words at your parish and, and go live it. You know, I think it's, it's mm-hmm. Lent comes but once a year. And, it's pretty important that we open ourselves up to walking and living and, 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 and living this passion with Jesus. And that's, that's a great, a great part of it. So I was very grateful to be introduced with it at a young age. Cause I wasn't, it wasn't foreign to me when it got reintroduced to me as an adult. So. Yeah. So now, you know, you know, basically because we just told you. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're welcome. Exactly. So, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the podcast or got something out of it, please share it with your friends and family. Subscribe, like, comment, review, rate if you haven't. And if you don't like the podcast, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. Um, go to direct.me forward slash barbatos to find out more about the show notes, um, how you can support the podcast monetarily if the spirit moves you, um, social media, etc., etc. And uh, as always, bless Alanis Casey. Pray for us. Pray for us. Until the next time.